everybody. Welcome to the OETA Movie Club podcast. I am Jeff Moreva, the director of the Movie Club, and I'm here with the host, Mr. Robert Birch. Hey, Jeff. How's How it are go- you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Good. Pretty good. good. Um, so this is our OETA Movie Club podcast. We come to you each week. We discuss our upcoming movies. Um, we show great classic movies and a lot more nowadays modern movies um, yeah. on the OETA Movie Club. Every, We're doing some really good ones. We have. Every weekend, so every Saturday at 9, um, we have a show, and then it repeats the following Friday at 11, so if you didn't get to see it or want to see it again or whatever, you get another chance. And um, this coming Saturday is Tucker, The Man and His Dream. Right. So, Which is a, a really, really good film. It is. It's really good. One of my uh, favorites. Yeah. I I, uh, I remember seeing this in the 90s and, and when it came out, and, and uh-huh. yeah, it's, I mean, it's a great movie. Um, and, and the first I'd ever heard about the... First, I'd right. ever heard the name Preston Tucker. Yeah, the first time I heard about this was this film. Yeah. And, you know, it seems like there was a, a, a someone or some group of people that didn't want us to know about this. Right, because yeah, they didn't want this movie made. Yeah. Even Francis, I mean, Francis Ford Coppola knew about this. He would wanted to make this film uh, going back to uh, when he was making the sequel to The Godfather. Right. He wanted to make, and maybe before that, he um, had to go to the Securities and Exchange Commission right. to get the information about Preston Tucker because uh, only the SEC had that information, the court documents and all that. Right. He had to file a Freedom of Information Act or, or for, file with that to, right. to get the information to, to, to write the script on this. Wow. Um, so, you know, there's probably some very powerful people that were not fond of the right. idea of a movie about Preston Tucker. Right, yeah. I bet yeah. they all lived in Detroit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I just I had never heard this story. I never even heard of the car, Tucker. I mean, I'd never heard of it. And um, so, um, so yeah, so it was a very interesting film. Um, it's, it's a really great film if you haven't seen it. And, yeah, if uh, you haven't seen it, okay, it's about Preston Tucker. Uh, this is what the nineteen uh, forties, like yeah. and you know after World War II, he had um, he had uh, been like a defense contractor during the war, and developed these um, uh, the bubbles that go underneath the planes right. that house for the machine guns, guns right? Yeah. And uh, you know he it was all the time coming up with these ideas, and uh, he had all these great ideas to you know he's like. How come they don't do this on a car? How come they don't put safety belts? How come they don't put in um, breakaway windows? Or um, you know, the, the the engine needs to be in the back instead of the front. And uh, you know, he was putting all these innovations into a an automobile, and he was just crazy enough to think that he could go up against the big three. Yeah. And and you know, and not have any pushback. Right. And and so this is his you know the story of his struggle. To, to, to make the cars, to, to try and sell the cars, to try and start a new car company in a, in a very, very competitive um, environment. Yeah. And turns out there was only 51 Tuckers ever made. Yeah. 51. And Francis Ford Coppola and George Lucas, producers of this movie, uh, or I mean, yeah. Yeah. Each owned two of them. Yeah. Each owned two. Right. I bet uh, Jay Leno has a couple. I'm sure he does. At least too. one in his Maybe in even his Jerry collection. Seinfeld. Yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they each own two because yeah. one's not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, they didn't lo- they didn't let them use that for this shoot, you know. They, uh-huh. 
They uh, apparently the four Tucker car replicas that they use in this uh-huh. are um, 1974 Ford chassis. Wow! Um, constructed for this film, and they have the they painted them the the trademark Tucker trademark Waltz blue. The, which, his wife's favorite. His wife. uh-huh. um, and um, and yeah, and and now it's, these replicas have been donated and right, and they're in like history collection museums and stuff like that. Now, held by relatives of Preston Tucker and all that kind of stuff, but but yeah, I mean. Now there's one that's in the film, yeah. right? That um, it's a silver gray Tucker. Uh, Jeff Bridges, Preston Tucker, is driving around the plant. Oh, the sedan, and, yeah. And um, you know he he gets in, and then he resolves that they're going to make the last three cars, you know, finish up the fifty that they needed to to get the plant. You know, they uh, and uh, it has the number twenty two in the windshield. Right. Well, the real Tucker, number 22, the silver gray, is on display. You can see it at, uh, you know, I don't know what this acronym stands for, AACA, the AACA Museum in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Oh, Hershey, So if you get tired of going to eat chocolate, you can oh, go over and, and see a real Tucker. I've, I've been to Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yeah? It's a pretty cool little town. Yeah, yeah a little amusement park, Hershey World. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, and all of the, uh, the streetlights lights. They look like uh, Hershey's Kisses, they do, too, yeah. right? That's what they I do, yeah. Heard. And, uh, yeah, there's a, now, since I've been, there's now, like, a hotel and all kinds of stuff. Sure. But it was just kind of the amusement park and and a few restaurants and stuff. But uh, when I went, when I was living in New York and stuff, and, uh, huh. but yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a pretty cool little Hershey, town. Hershey, Pennsylvania. Hershey, Pennsylvania. Um, we got a tour of the chocolate factory. And the town smells good, I it, bet. It, 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 literally, you drive into town and you can smell chocolate. Uh-huh. I'm not kidding. It, it's, it's, it is pretty crazy. You it's know, like the Purina Dog Factory. Yeah, <laughs> when you drive into Edmond, right? Mmm, smells like oh, dog food today. I just lost my appetite. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, so yeah. Um, let's talk a few minutes about the people who were up for this role besides Jeff Bridges. Yeah, and there's a lot of them. There was a lot of them, and a couple of them just really... Right. So, apparently, Francis Ford Coppola first offered the role to Jack Nicholson. Well, uh, there's a few more before that. Oh, before Jack Nicholson? Because it goes back as far as, um, you know, he's finishing up on Godfather Part Two, right? Right, right. And he wanted to do it as kind of a biopic, uh, which I'm not sure how that's different than a film, you know, just like what we have. But he offered the role to Marlon Brando. Yes. And then, um, you know, uh, plans change, as they often do in Hollywood. And uh, he ends up working on Apocalypse Now instead. Right. And, you know, Marlon Brando's in that, of course, is Colonel Kurtz, the, you know, the main figure in that. Yep. Oh, yeah. And then... um, He'd approached, you know, while he's doing Apocalypse Now, or he's finishing up on Apocalypse Now, um, he approached uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. I was like, wow. And that was in 79 when he uh-huh. was doing Apocalypse Now. Right. And because the film wasn't made until 88, Burt Reynolds was too old for the part. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so he aged, aged and He out. wanted it because he said that he looked a lot like Preston Tucker in his early life. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, then Burt Reynolds gets old, as we all tend Dude. to do, yeah. if you're lucky. And uh, so, yeah, then um, he approached Jack Nicholson. Yeah, um, and it doesn't. I don't know why Nicholson didn't. didn't yeah, I don't it. know, but it definitely would have been a different film. different movie. Yeah, yeah, it would have. I don't know, but it, yeah, it would have been with different. all of those actors. It would have been vastly 
different. Yeah, it would have been. Uh, I don't know about this Tucker thing, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I yeah. don't see Marlon Brando. Uh, Marlon Brando. What's my motivation? <laughs> um, so, um, yeah. So, um, Francis Ford Coppola, if people don't know, also is a very successful vineyard owner he is and winemaker and um i didn't realize he was already doing it when this film came out Mm -hmm. um and there's actually a scene where a bottle um, of wine is at the dinner table and it's the wine that's produced by francis ford coppola's it's got to be a plug it's product placement exactly but i I didn't know i I guess for some reason i thought the vineyard started yeah i kind of thought it was later but But, you know it, it probably started you know after he got money Right. Uh, Godfather 1 and 2, yeah. and probably, you know, he says, I'm going to buy yeah. a vineyard of my own. And that's smart. Cause, yeah. Because, you know, as many sources of income as you can get. Oh, please. Yeah, <laughs> of course. So, um, well, we were talking a little bit about this car. There's a lot of specs on this car that yeah. unfortunately go over my head. Right. I'm, I'm not a car person. I love to look at cars. <laughs> I love to drive cars. I don't want to work on a car. Uh-huh. I, I am not a mechanic, and I would mess something up so bad if I and tried. And the jargon, you know, confuses oh my me. It I confuses mean, uh, me. You so know. it's got an H6 engine. It's a six-cylinder, horizontally opposed flat. Yeah, of course. Uh, of course, with the air-cooled motor, uh, similar to what they've got in a Porsche 911. Oh, of course, a Porsche. That's my I other think, car. You know, given my choice, I would probably <laughs> pick the Porsche, you know, over the Tucker. You right. Know, but, yeah, uh, me too. Um, well, one of the things that the Tucker car claimed to have, but uh, but in reality never did, yeah. was fuel injection. Yeah. Which by today's standards is a normal, like, that's just. Right. That's standard. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I remember when it came, when fuel injection came out. Oh, me too. Huge, yeah. Yeah, it was a huge, huge deal. innovation. Yeah. But it and didn't come out until the 70s. Right. And here it is. 40s. Uh, Tucker was talking about doing it in the 40s. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, and, and the only reason it's it's not in the, you know, he had touted it as one of the features of the car. Um, they didn't get a chance to make a second year. They, you know, they never got a second model year. Right. So uh, it probably would have been an innovation that, that would have come about in the 40s oh, if yeah. Tucker had been successful. Yeah, I know. A lot of this stuff, if it would have happened in the 40s, I mean, you know, seatbelts. Right. I mean, seatbelts were a huge thing. And, and I, I, I learned to drive in my dad's 1952 Chevy pickup truck is what I learned to drive in. <laughs> and uh, there was no seatbelts. No. You know, no, nothing, nothing like that. Really, seatbelts didn't come about until the late 60s. Yeah. Uh, as you know, standard equipment. Yeah, and you know, then there had even then they had you had they had um, big PR campaigns to get people to, to actually wear, wear them. them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I remember even when I was a kid, people most people still didn't wear them. Yeah, I mean, I remember my I think it was my aunt didn't want, because it would mess up her dress. Right. You know, it put a wrinkle in her dress if she wore the the, the seatbelt. I know. And that was just, just the, you know, across the lap. Right. It oh, wasn't yeah. until the 70s that you had the uh, the other strap. Yeah. And we all thought that was, ooh, what, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. And now by today's standards, you can't imagine not having one on while you're driving. Right. Or at least I can't. Well, I uh, my car will not let me not oh, no. imagine it. Yeah. Uh-uh. It's such an annoying bell yeah. that just will not stop <laughs> until you put it on yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so another cool thing about the, or not, I'm sorry, this is not a cool thing. I should not have said oh, this no. is a cool thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> not but cool. I, what I meant was this car had a lot of cool features that did yeah. not have. And one of the features that it had were these rear hinged coach doors. Uh-huh. Um, but they got to be known as suicide doors. Right. So because of their risk to rear to the rear passengers if they as- accidentally opened while the car was in motion. Um, really? But ironically, of course, the Tucker car had these all these pioneering safety sure. features. But with these rear hinged coach doors, I guess there was, depending on wind, pull, and drag, and everything, you, they could pop open. Yeah. And you would go flying out. Oh, come on. That's <laughs> what the safety belt is for. Exactly. But it didn't have a safety belt. They were still in, in production. You'd be sucked out like you're in a pressurized <laughs> I cabin or That's something. That's what it made it sound like. Look out. I, I, didn't, I didn't ride it. They wrote it. Yeah. That's what they made it sound like, no. was that you would get instantly sucked out of the car. <laughs> like, I don't think it works that way. It would be going pretty fast. Yeah. I, no, I could see in an accident, you know, that that would be oh, yeah. maybe not a good thing, you know, that yeah. those doors flying open. But, uh. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I just driving down the road, I, not a problem. <laughs> I love that, you know, that car on uh, the uh, the entourage, right? Yes. You know that that convertible black. Con- I don't even know what kind. I of don't know what it but, is. Uh, again, the, the 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 auto heads here, but yeah. Uh, Speaking of automobiles, I gotta say this real quick. I was looking at automobiles recently, uh-huh. and I wasn't looking at this range of automobiles. I was just looking, and sure. I just came across. I saw like a Chev uh, Cadillac Escalade, one hundred and six thousand dollars. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my goodness, who drives that?" I'll yeah. take one. <laughs> I'll sell it, but I'll take one. Yeah, I got uh, insurance. Well, there's somebody that drives around uh, North Oklahoma City in a Maserati. Oh wow! And I thought, mm, you know, if I should run into the, the back of that for oh, some my reason, goodness, you know, yeah. it would put me in the poorhouse <laughs> forever. You know, so I up my insurance, but yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a Ford F-150s that go for $150,000 now. I know, it's just insane to me. Yeah, that's a house. I couldn't believe, I know, I couldn't believe it. I I, I, just, I was looking at it, of course, like the equin, like the, the, the cheaper cars, <laughs> and I'm just scrolling down, and I was like, did I just see 106000 No way, I didn't see yeah. that. And I scroll back oh, up, and sure yeah. enough, 106000 for a shit Cadillac wow. Escalade thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> but we are talking cars, so it's a little appropriate. Uh-huh. Um, so I thought it was interesting that the painting of Nikola Tesla is shown in the Another Tucker great trial. inventor. Another uh, great innovator. inventor. Yeah. But I, I, I need to go back and watch this scene because I'm trying to remember exactly how they work it in. <laughs> it's kind of just in the it was background. like Doc Brown's house or something, <laughs> exactly. right? It was like, I need! Are you kidding me? Yeah, but yeah, just, uh, just in the background, you know, just... Uh-huh. Uh, but and then another interesting thing. So Francis Ford Coppola, that's what I know him as, Francis Ford right. Coppola. I've always heard Francis. Sure, Ford it's Coppola. always three. It's always all three. Well, apparently that like was not always killer. the case. Yeah, because <laughs> 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 um, Yeah. So Francis Ford Coppola um, was billed for ten, like for a five-year period, um, from seventy-four to seventy-nine. He was only billed as Francis Coppola. Hmm. So whatever movies he made, yeah. Um, first movie since Godfather Part Two was this. This movie was the first one since Godfather Part Two that he was billed as Francis Ford Coppola. Now, see, I doubt it's the same deal, but you know, a lot of uh, actors, actors and will do that. Yeah, because somebody already has that name right. that's uh, registered with the with the union. Yep. So yeah, you don't get you know you don't get to go by your name sometimes. Exactly. Yeah, it's like. Uh, 
It's like the web domains now. Uh-huh. You can't get your own name. <laughs> Someone's already. It's like somebody's already got. Uh, that. Yeah, it's like oh, I'll, I'll take JeffMarava.com. No one's sure. Like oh, yeah. wait a minute, it's taken. What, what the hell? Who yeah. thought of that? <laughs> so yeah, I gotta check mine. <laughs> okay, now this is my favorite subject of this movie. Okay, uh-huh. okay. I want to talk about the fact that Francis Ford Coppola originally envisioned this film <laughs> to be a musical <laughs> based on the life of Preston Tucker. And at one point, it was so far into the planning stages that they had Leonard Bernstein was slated what? on board. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. So it would have had a really good score. It would have had a really good score, but I cannot imagine oh, this being a musical. No. Like, I mean, what do you even like? Some films you go, well, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. A musical of uh, <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. I could see that. But the Tucker, a man in his... No. Hey, I, every time I see a new Broadway show coming out, I'm like, really? That's a musical now? Legally Blonde? That's a musical? Really? Right. Um, but this one, you Spider-Man? Know, that's a music? Really? The big line, you know, you made the car too good. Yeah. I'm like, come on, please. Right. Really? I mean, what would these songs have been about? You and know? he has it's the like, Tucker dance, the Tuckerettes in, in the one scene where he's premiering the car, right. you yeah. know. Have a good dance number with them. Right. <laughs> We could have a good dream sequence, maybe. Dream sequences are always good on stage. Um, they're not cheesy at all. Um, but yeah, um, a musical. I just yeah. when I read that, I was just, I just, my I'd jaw, my it. jaw dropped. I I'd was love just, to see it. I would love to see it actually. <laughs> maybe, Did Francis maybe. Ford Coppola ever do any other musical? He's never done a musical. No. Uh-uh. There's no musicals. Well, under, I don't think so. I'll have to unless check it's, that. Unless it's a very unknown yeah. Francis Ford Coppola film, but none of his known films are musicals. Mm. I mean, I'm like, yeah. who who directed New York, New York, or uh, um, um, uh, not Francis Ford Coppola? One from the heart, or uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I'll have to check and yeah. see. I don't know, but I just thought you, that listeners was crazy. out there, if you know of a Francis Ford Coppola <laughs> musical, musical uh, please uh, let us know in the comments below. <laughs> And even if you don't know one, if you think that this movie would have been hilarious as a musical, <laughs> please send in your song titles. Please send in the songs you would have written for Tucker the Musical. Um, all right. A couple more interesting things about this film. Yeah. Christian Slater. He's in this. He's, play, he's in this. He, uh, that's the interesting part. He's in it. He he's has, in he it. got a job. That's he it. He has <laughs> a really tiny role in this. He does. With Cal, right? And I'm, I only know of two... Films that Macau is in. He's in Conan the Barbarian yep. and Tucker the Man in His Dream. Yep, those are the only two I know. Yeah, yeah. But you know, the trailer for Conan was you know they touted to- to- and Macau. You know, yeah. Like, oh, okay, uh, maybe he's like a foreign film actor right. that I don't know of. He's like a Kurosawa star or something. <laughs> you know? No, no, no. Um, but yeah, um, Christian Slater plays the son of Jeff Bridges uh-huh. in this film. The following year, in The Wizard, he played the son of Jeff Bridges' brother, Bo Bridges. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that one either. Yeah. But I thought that was a really cool tie-in that he played literally two years in a row. He played the son of both brothers. Both brothers. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, I've never seen The Wizard. Yeah. I've never, mm, never yeah, seen it. I haven't and, seen that. Yeah. I'll have to put that I'll on my to, list. I'll have to put it on my list. It's an 80s yeah. movie, so you never know. Well, and and uh, uh, Forrest, uh, or Frederick Forrest... Mm-hmm. He's also one of the, um, like the engineers, you know, the right. guys building the Tucker. He's in this. He's in a lot of uh, Francis Ford Coppola films. He's in, um, 
He's in a lot of films. He's in a lot of films. <laughs> he is in a lot of films, let me tell you. Um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I know who you're talking about. The uh, Conversation. Yeah. Hammett. Hammett. Which is 1982. Yeah. That's, you know, directed by Coppola. Apocalypse Now. He's in that. Yes. And yeah. uh, One from the Heart. Right. Which might be the musical. Might be the musical. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Apocalypse Now the musical. We could do that. Or uh, <laughs> Godfather. There you go. Broadway play. The Godfather. Hey, speaking of The Godfather, and I know this isn't a musical, uh -huh. but um, I didn't know that Lloyd Bridges um, played I played a Godfather-like figure in the Mafia uh -huh. show that was the the parody of The it Godfather. Like a spoof it was of a the spoof Godfather. of God, uh -huh. which which I had, I've only seen once, and I would love to see again because I don't remember <laughs> most of it, but it was pretty funny. <laughs> well, and I bet that that came off the heels of Airplane, probably right? because yep. you know a spoof of uh, the all the you know airport 73 and all yeah. that yeah oh yeah yeah um i just you know love that lloyd stuff. bridges lloyd bridges um sea hunt the uh sophia coppola right um daughter of francis ford coppola um great director now. great director now mm -hmm. um uh yeah lost in translation uh -huh. um yeah great great she's a great director now um but uh she has a cameo in this movie um, she's one of the girls um, with Tucker in a party in scene. In a party scene. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, so a little cameo. So look carefully. Look carefully. And, and you know. um, because she won a Oscar eventually, they can say that this movie has three Oscar winners <laughs> in it: Jeff Bridges, Martin Landau, and Sofia Coppola. Right. Yeah, you know Martin Landau. Uh, so he's nominated for an Academy Award for Best mm -hmm. Supporting Actor for this film. Right. And then the next year, he is in uh, Woody Allen's Crimes and Misdemeanors, yep. and he's nominated for Best Supporting Actor, but it wasn't until a few years later, he actually wins for right. Ed Wood, yeah. playing Bela Lugosi, yep. and he's brilliant. Oh, yes, that. he is. Yeah, yeah, that's a great movie. And he's really good in this, too. You know, he oh, is yeah. a very uh, you know, sympathetic character in this. Um, you know, I don't want to give away too many spoilers for him, but, you know, he's... Uh, you know, he's awesome in he this is. film. Yeah, no, he really is. Um, and what's I, I thought, you know, he he has all these innovations that he talks about and uh -huh. everything like that. And and I thought this was a, a really good line, good really good quote, um, because he nailed it. He had yeah. it right. So in his closing arguments to the jury, which he was his own counsel, uh -huh. Tucker says, "One day, this is I quote." One day, we're going to find ourselves at the bottom of the heap instead of the king of the hill, having no idea how we got there, buying radios and cars from our former enemies. And it happened. And that ex is exactly what happened. I, you know, yeah. so I'm glad they're former enemies. I don't think that's a bad thing. That's a very good thing sure. that they're not enemies. Well, we helped build them up after World War II. Of you course, know, so. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was, I was like, well, yeah, he nailed that. Like, well, even in 88, right, you could tell that that, I mean... Uh, most of the popular cars at the time were foreign yep. built, you know, uh, Volkswagen, um, uh, Porsche, Mercedes, and, you know, the Japanese cars. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, and all the electronics that were made by oh, know, yeah. Sony and Sony Hitachi. And Hitachi. And, yeah, yeah. All those. All those. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just. I, just I used to kid my father, you know, he, he, flew, uh, he was uh, uh, in World War Two. you know, mm -hmm. flew in Europe, but. You know, he bought a um, a Mitsubishi television set. 
And I said, you know, <laughs> the same company that built your TV uh, manufactured the Zeros that bombed Pearl Harbor, right? right. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> yep. Yes, indeed. Yes. Yeah. It is very true. It is very true. Well, all right, guys, we are out of time. Um, please tune in and watch this if you haven't seen it. It's a great one. It is. Um, and uh, it, it's coming up this Saturday at 9. Yeah. Um, it repeats the following Friday at 11. So make sure you tune in one of those times to check it out. Please. And um, as always, we have a great celebrity photo segment on our show where we have people send in photos with them and a well-known celebrity and uh, kind of give us a story about how they met. Um, you know, all that good stuff. Send those in. At the end of the show, we'll give you an address and a web uh, a, uh, email address. And please send those in. We love to show those each week. And we're starting to run low on them. So, yeah. uh, so I need them. So we, start we sending are. them in. Yeah, you, yeah, we kind of are. You so, didn't tell me. so, yeah, so we need some photos, people. So uh, get on it. I'll have so, to show my own photographs. That's right. So we, that's we right. We're going to show old vacation photos from our childhood. <laughs> we'll get. We'll hook up the eight millimeter projection and we'll do here's it me and branson <laughs> yeah here's the bald knobbers yeah okay. that's right <laughs> all right thank you guys for listening tune in next week until then take care bye-bye make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast you can preview all upcoming oeta movie club films at oeta.tv forward slash movie club and please, send your celebrity photos to P.O. Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie and fresh popcorn. <laughs>